Welcome to Chat With Us, the show that talks about all things health, wellness, life and business. I'm Rachel Dillon and I'm Emma Dillon and And this this is Chat Chat With With Us. Today we answer your questions and give some sisterly advice. We cover cheating, toxic friends, sibling relationships, living with a boy, making new friends and so much more. So grab a coffee or a wine and let's get into it. Your hair looks really good today. (laughs) Thanks girls because I just had it done. I feel like whenever you have fresh hair, whenever you get your hair washed at the hairdressers, why does it last like a week? It's so good. I, I don't know. I don't know what they do with their magical fingers, but it always looks so nice. I listen to how many pumps of the shampoo and conditioner she uses, and it is a lot. So I feel like I'm under pumping. I feel like it's in the blow dry. Yeah. It's like that. it's like two Everything. hands that aren't yours trying to do the it. The things I would do to have someone blow dry my hair oh. after every time I washed it. Even just once a week, it would last for me. Oh, that would be literally my hair's a dream. so sleeked back at the moment because yeah. we went for a run and it's really dirty and it's killing me. It looks good though but I was just saying to Emma like I don't know what it is but if I like go out in the morning on a Saturday and then Toby and I come home and we're gonna like just chill around the house for a couple of hours before we go out again I cannot wear makeup but do you put it back would you put it back on then if I was going yeah Yeah. I have to yeah I cannot lay on my couch knowing that potentially makeup my makeup would be but even your skin yeah like (sighs) you know what kills me is like on the weekend if you're having a bit of an Arvo nap and you've got, yes. like, you've got your makeup on. Because you normally yeah. do do things on the weekend. So, you know, put a bit of makeup on in the morning and then you, like, look at your pillow and you're like, I can't wear no. makeup. Like, no. I have to take all my makeup off. That is probably, like, a, the biggest ick for me. If Toby goes to the gym or does anything, because he sweats, obviously, and he goes to sit on any piece of furniture mm-hmm. in the house, yeah. I am like, do, like, don't you dare. I literally run over and, like, put a towel down. <laughs> I'm like, you cannot touch anything. Yeah. Like, I've got a real and thing boys are it. sweaty. Oh, I swear to you, like they just a are. real thing with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about us running 6K this morning? I, I have a bit of, um, like you, because I was watching your story and you were like, I feel really good. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I feel really good, but I have a bit of running fatigue, like uh, post running fatigue. Okay, you're not on the high. I'm on the high mentally, but physically I'm just like, yeah. my body's just really tired. I am, I am tired. Like, I don't know how, I mean, obviously we're on a journey, so I get it, but I don't know how people do that often. Well, do you get – I think you get better. Like I think you You get like – You're accustomed to like – But also it depends what the rest of your week looks like, right? I did a big glute session on Saturday. So I'm sore. I'm heavy. I still need to recover from that. So – yeah, we'll get into it, but still, we did. Let's celebrate yeah, here, please, we, guys. We did it, and we didn't stop. When, when it hit four kilometers, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I need to stop. Like, I felt like I wasn't actually moving anymore because I was going so slow. My legs were burning, my feet were burning. Yeah, oh, the arches. Oh, my cardiovascular fitness. It was actually felt fine. See, for me, it was when we turned oh. and we weren't at halfway. The heat. Oh yeah, I know. And I was like. 
we are supposed to be halfway at this point. So because we weren't halfway, I was like, God, like I feel like we've run so far. The We're night, turning around. The nightcap plays you. Like I yeah. think it's longer because we once used Liam's Apple Watch and then the Nike yeah. and the Nike one was like literally behind, like way behind. And we even put it in maps and we're like, if we get to this end point, that's 3.6 kilometres. And we got to the end point and it was like 2.75. And I was like, are you joking me? Yeah, like, I, yeah. So we maybe we Apple. actually ran more. Maybe. No, my Apple Watch broke. Maybe. Oh, yeah, did it? Sad story. But oh. anywho, let's get into <laughs> the episode. We could chat all day. Today we're doing big sister advice. Now, I'm very blessed that I have a sister, a big sister, that I literally go to for absolutely everything and anything. The and amount, I've said it before, but the amount Emma knows about me <laughs> and vice versa. is quite disturbing. <laughs> As there's in like, that one person. There's one per- and mum. Poor mum. Yeah, she mom. cops it too. Mum does <laughs> Sometimes you're telling mum something and the expression on her face is just like, I don't need to know this. She's like, I do not want to know. Liam, you can't tell anything to because he'll cut you off before you can even try. I'm quite an open person, so I'm like, whoever will listen. (laughs) Whoever's close family and I trust that will will listen to me, I'll tell them. But anyway, so yeah, you know absolutely everything. You're great, in my opinion, you give great advice. So I feel like this is going to be the perfect episode. We kind of went out to you guys and we kind of just got Q&A yeah. vibes. We've got some questions back. It's a real variety today. It is. A, it's a complete mix. We're hitting like. friendships, relationships, relationships fitness, fitness, bit of parenting in there. Yeah. We really are going broad. So we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Should we kick off with saying, like always, yeah. we are not professionals. This is honestly our opinion. We're just giving you our advice um, mostly based off just personal, personal experience. Yeah. Everyone has a different experience and perspective on things. So please, if yours is different to ours, don't, we hope that it's not offensive in any way, but we're just going to do our best to be, you know, authentic and give you guys real advice. So let's get straight into it. We're not starting light. <laughs> I recently found out I have been cheated on by a narcissist. What do I do? First things first, I think we should tell you guys if anyone's wondering what a narcissist is we highly recommend we actually recently did an episode with yes, Alexis on did. narcissists all things I learned so much from Alexis she has such a great way of articulating things mm. so really recommend that episode if that's something you're dealing with or going through but on the other side what do you do personally for me and I know that it's so much more complicated mm. than this depending on the situation that you're in but Cheatings are pretty much like, and Adam and I have had multiple conversations around this, like it's a pretty much non-negotiable, like that's it kind of thing. Like there's no real, well, it's not even the act of cheating for me. No, it's, it's the, the investment of cheating. Yeah. But also it's the fact the trust, that yeah. you've broken trust. Like, I think there's lots of, there's lots of different things you can do in a relationship which can break trust. Mm. I think cheating is just one of them. Yeah, and, so. you know, there's emotional, physical, there's different types of cheating. But for me, it's more any kind of like lying, like deceit, yes. sneakiness. The time put into all of these things, like intentionally yeah. going and talking and, and to lying someone. And, and, yeah, yeah. and hiding yeah. And, and sneaking around. Like it's all of that stuff that's associated with Agree. the act of cheating. I agree. It's not just the the just, you cheated yeah it's everything that goes into cheating yes 
I just personally would rather be alone. Yeah. I, I am happy within myself. I would rather be alone and be happy than be with someone who made me feel insecure, unloved and constantly have to kind of feel like I'm checking on them or anything in, of that nature. For me, it's just I, I don't want that kind of life for myself. So in saying that, it is easier said than done. So much so. Yeah. My biggest thing would be to like – I don't know if I could come back from it. That's where the problem lies for me is like once that trust is broken, I could still love that person Mm -hmm. or I could still arguably want to be with that person because we have our whole life invested in each other. But it's more so like I don't know if I could live with that and Mm -hmm. I think it would end up eating away at me so much so that I would just lose myself as a Mm -hmm. person and therefore like it's not even a choice in a way. Like I just don't think I could do it. Yeah, and, you know, I think the easy advice to give is obviously, you know, to leave. But I, where I would like to, like, kind of dive into because I've had friends that have been, you know, we've had personal experiences ourselves. Yeah. But like, recently we've had a friend who was cheated on in quite a horrific. horrific way. And I think that what we probably don't speak about in these situations is it's all good to break up or leave or whatever else with that person, but it's what it can how it can make someone feel about themselves and how do you do the work to kind of I guess work through that because whether we hate the person now or think that they're all of these terrible things the fact that we still experienced heartbreak but rejection yeah um, I think disrespect I think all of these things that whether we like it or not are going to affect our self-esteem and confidence I think that's actually where the the real help and advice could come from I think if you go through something like this and you leave the the person I think first things first you cut them absolutely like you cut them completely no communication Mm. no justification block mute whatever else out of sight out of mind yeah like not like I need to come collect this today no you know don't check their followers don't check their page you like you need to literally like eliminate them then I think you need to surround yourself by really like supportive and I guess strong friends and family and people who you know want the best for you and are going to push you to be your best and support you on this journey of like making sure like if you're having moments where you feel like you're wavering to kind of just be help be your backbone instead of like feeling like you have to do it all on your own Talk about it a hundred times over yeah. if that's what it means. As I always say to my friends when they go through something, I say like, I don't care if we need to sit here for the next hundred days and talk about it every day. Yeah. If that is what's going to help you, as long as you're not going and talking to them about it. I think being around people that don't make you feel judged oh, um, yeah. and having that, yeah, just that really strong support whilst you're working on, you know, going through this. I think that's also another good point. Go through it. Do not avoid it. Yeah. And that means don't then go out every weekend, party, do all of these things that kind of take you away from feeling the emotions. Allow yourself to feel them. Do things that make you feel good. Or like go get into another relationship super quick before you've processed the emotions around this because often and I've done that before yeah I was hurt like in a weird way because it wasn't like they cheated or anything on me but they weren't the person I expected them to be and I feel like I got in a relationship really fast because I craved safety from someone um I still had a great relationship with that person but now I look back and I'm like 
the reasons. Did I actually go through all the things I needed to I'm before to that? I think if you've been cheated on. Yes. My first ever boyfriend. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. My first ever boyfriend. He was literally the love of my life because you know what it's like when you have a first love. They're like, you can't imagine life yes. without them. It's like there is no possible way I could feel <laughs> this for someone else. And I remember he was a lovely guy and he did something really early on in our relationship and he just he was he was a footballer you know he messed up he was a great partner I actually did forgive him but uh, we'll, we'll move on from that I'll explain that later but anyway not only would he not admit it I had to like literally force it out of him to the point where he finally did and oh, I was 17 I remember my heart was broke I was in my room I was ah, like crying I, I couldn't believe someone could do that to yeah. me or like to anyone really and I remember yeah, I literally felt like my world was ending. I stayed with him. We still had a great relationship, but I'd never trusted him. Yeah. I never trusted him again, not because he cheated, but because he didn't come didn't clean about you, yeah. it. And so that relationship did end. And believe it or not, I found another love. <laughs> and then from then on, you kind of realize that there is more, not for everyone. I know some people like marry their um, high school sweethearts or whatever, but there are, you can have many loves in your life. And I think knowing that, after that first gives you one, a bit of a like security, like a bit of a safety net that like it's not the all and end all. It does on that one person, yeah. But also, I think back on that relationship, and it's like he was older than me, so I couldn't go out, and he could, mm. um, like to town. We called it in Townsville. Oh yeah, when you were like, yeah, <laughs> underage, you'd go out <laughs> to the strip, and um, I remember I would literally hate if he wanted to go out so then he didn't want to go out but I'm like that's not healthy he should want to you know do things with his friends so I definitely didn't think that was the right decision um but you know we all go through different things and it's like you have to make your own mistakes and choose to learn so yeah I also think like when you focus on then doing things that make you feel good about yourself in these really hard times like exercising socializing when I say socializing it doesn't have to be going out you might join a run club or go get coffee with your friends yeah. in the morning or go for yeah. a walk or do things that make your soul feel good because bike it's rides like, yeah bike ride, whatever it may be and my advice and this doesn't have to be for everyone because remember this is just our advice, try not to just focus too much on jumping into your next relationship as I said and something I felt like I did after my last relationship is I really gave myself time to go through things and get to know myself and where I needed to probably the areas I needed to focus on and I felt like then my next relationship I was in such a better place to start we went a bit deep there but I hope that that helped in some way and sending my love to you because that's that's a horrific experience for anyone but you deserve better so you've got this hang in there next question is how did you know when it was the right time to move in with your partner who was your first partner you moved in with I don't want to like. No, you'd have to name them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> you moved in as well. No. Yeah. What about no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she just missed like a four year relationship. <laughs> Probably like my biggest relationship. You lived yeah. at No, but no, technically, I still lived at home. Technically, oh, no, I still you lived didn't. at home. Yes, the first time I actually moved out and like paid rent, it was on. Okay, you didn't pay out. rent, but you lived there. You lived there enough that I took your room, <laughs> and I remember <laughs> when no. you broke up, you tried to come back and have it, and, I, and Mum was like, "Nope, you but can't have it now." Rachel, I would still come home every morning and get dressed. If you want to tell yourself that, whatever. No, I'm just but saying yes, like, that was your first time you paid rent. Yeah, somewhere. So, 
And, but what I lived the there too, so. <laughs> oh, when we moved in, yeah. You, Why did you, you think that was the right time? <laughs> I didn't. No, mum made you Mum made out. me. Mum, I got to the, well, we got to an age, basically, and the way mum I love how you say we. I was three years younger than you. <laughs> Whatever, girl. I'm, I'm, I'm roping you in. I got forced out too. So, no, so the way mum describes it, she's like, there can only be one queen in a house. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, as girls, she's like, you you both got to a point where you just stop listening. Yeah. And unfortunately, Rachel was younger, but because there were two of us and we were relatively close, but also like <laughs> there was just three dynamics. Mum was, mum just kind of roped us in, both in and was like, because mum was like, you know, you have to, it's probably time you move out. And I was just like, no. <laughs> no, the truth is there was the only way Emma was leaving was if I did. So yeah, they had to bundle us in together. The second thing is the only reason we actually moved out is because mum and dad, because they wanted us to move out, but like they asked us to pay rent and we were like, yeah. hell no. Nah. It, it was rent. like a ridiculous amount of rent it, too. It wasn't, Emma, it was $50. No, 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 I paid $50. Oh, did she it was up more, it? she upped, she, she tried increased. to up it to like 150 She made it so that it was unrealistic. <laughs> she wanted so us out. Moved out. Anyway, bless her cotton socks. Love her to death. I completely get why she did what she did. Mm. At the time, I just didn't want it to happen because I loved living at home. I loved our yeah. house. I would say though, in all honesty, like that was the wrong thing. Yeah. Moving in with that partner at the time was the absolute worst thing I could have done. I should have mm. just probably lived with like just you or, or do you know what I mean? Like girls, like yeah. moving in with a partner just wasn't really. And this is where I come back to like, I found it always like very useful to have my family home and I feel very blessed in this sense to have had my family home that I could always come back to mm. because, for example, if I was having a fight with my partner or something, I wasn't stuck. And I remember when I first – I remember when I broke up with that the partner where you were like, you lived there and I was yeah. like, oh, did I? I had so much strength in being able to just be like, you know what, like I don't – have to stay here. Mm. I'm going to go home. I think that speaks as having a really like strong support system. Yes. Which we've been very privileged and lucky so, to have. So blessed. So, I mean, if for me in an ideal world, I don't think moving out with like or moving in with any partner until you're a lot more sure around mm. your relationship. Like, be, when But I'm it's hard because for some people they don't really have a choice because it's like if you're paying two lots of rent and you don't have like a family house. But if this is on like a relationship basing, so like when do you feel it's the right time to mm. move in with your partner? It's a hard one because circumstances really do matter, you know? It's like... Yeah, 100%. 100%. Whereas for, for me, you know, I remember I've lived with a couple of partners and... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's important though because you kind of learn quicker if it's going to work or not. Yeah. But I also feel like a lot of people get together and move in so quickly and I think that's dangerous. I would say around a year. Yeah. Like for Adam and I, we moved in after 18 months together because we were obviously doing long distance. Yeah. And I ideally think like probably a year would have been more than enough. But if I had moved in before that, we definitely could have, but you just lose a lot of like the things you learn while you're not living with that person, but dating them. Yeah, I agree with that. I think also we're a bit older. So it's also like age, right? We yeah. were a bit older when we met Toby and Adam and like I think yeah. I was about 18 months too, obviously, with like the yeah. travel. When is the right person? It's yeah, like you just know. And when it's not, you look back and you're like, well, obviously, like I kind of regret that time because I feel like I mm. made wrong decisions. 
to continue to like elongate that relationship when I probably shouldn't have. I feel like Emma and I are the best for this question. (laughs) We would have lived at home for a long time if we could have, to be honest. But yeah, I do think it's circumstantial. So Mm. just don't rush in is is probably my best advice. It's like if you can and you have the – like the means to have your own place or to rent with a friend or stay at home or whatever else don't rush into living together I think at least a year plus before Mm. you should live together personally Mm. any earlier and it's like you're missing out on the excitement where you get excited Mm. to see them and you get to like have that that special part of the relationship yeah okay this is a good one I find it hard to have a rest day from the gym what's your view on rest days we feel like with running because we're combining running weights and pilates it's like Mm. The biggest thing for us is you need to take time to recover. Mm. Otherwise, you actually can't complete all three of them. For me, that means I kind of aim for three weighted, two Pilates, one run. Yeah. However, depending on the week and mm. where I am within my cycle, sometimes that's one Pilates, one run, two weights. Yeah. Like I adjust things in order to make sure there's intensity and intention in my workouts. Yeah. The biggest mistake you can ever make is thinking that you don't need rest days. If you're someone that just likes to move, go for a light walk. Yeah. That can be that can be a part of your rest day. But people who are doing intense workouts every mm-hmm. day, never taking rest, not prioritizing sleep, water, food, etc. I'm telling you now, your, your body just won't keep up and you could very well be doing yourself dirty and that you're probably not going to get the best results out of each of those different sessions if you're not taking care of your body okay how do I find new female friendships I want to form deeper connections female friendships are, well, I think friendships so in hard. general are hard relationships yeah. are hard they're tricky I mean I feel like common ground is always mm. like a nice place to start I'm not saying that it necessarily means you're going to be the best of best friends to start off with but it's like a good place so for me for example when I had Alina, I don't have anyone in my immediate friends group who live on the Gold Coast who have a baby. Mm. So I felt a little bit like isolated, even just to like ask someone about like a baby question. Or and just, just talk like, about it though. Yeah. I feel like when like you just want to talk yes. to someone who can understand. And yeah. like be in that same thing, like how much were you up last night? Anyway, so I, I kind of started making like friends in that area and like, now I've got like a couple of friends who I'm quite close with and, and the, the babies are like only a few months apart. But it took, Alina's now like 15 months. It took a long time. Mm. I remember the first like class I went to, like a mum and bub's class, I was late and I literally cried and I rang mum and I was like, I'm not going to go in. I'm going to be late. Like I don't want to walk in late. I was so flustered. Like Alina was like three months old. I was just new to everything. And I ended up going to the class after and that's where I met three of the now like four close mum friends I have so you just never know when like if you put yourself out there enough in situations that are common ground I I like the common ground thing like if you're a runner go to a run club yes if you love gyms or pilates go go to a class like I I truly believe and I can relate because Emma and I have moved around so much. We've had to constantly kind of make new friends. Mm. Um, We came from a very small town where everyone kind of like had their friend groups. Everyone grew up in those friend groups. Mm. They're still in those friend groups. And for us, because we moved, but like so much and we were so focused on work, we worked like we prioritized work over pretty much anything else. 
it was hard to make friends yeah. and the few friends I've made personally haven't been through activities they've been through other people mm. but there's also been a lot of people I've met and I really like and they're beautiful people but they're not necessarily my people mm. or and that's the big thing I think it's like not everyone has to be your best friend yeah. and I think depending on your lifestyle I know some people like just having heaps of acquaintances or heaps of friends because for me and I don't know probably similar for you now you have Alina I like to find friends who like similar things to me because in order for me to make time in my day slash days you know I prioritize my relationship work family outside of that I'm like I'll do Pilates with a friend or I'll go for a walk with a friend. So I always say try to do an activity if you've got a busy schedule where you're kind of killing two birds with one Mm. stone. You have great company, you get to nourish that friendship, but then you also are doing something that you would already be doing. Yeah, like for like – for mums, it's like when you're up at five in the morning and you yeah. just want to like take the baby out and you yeah. have another mum who's like, yeah, like let's just go for a coffee. Yeah, like we're walk. both tired. We're yeah. t- a walk. Like we'll take the babies in the pram. Like common ground because it's a basis to build a friendship mm. and it might not always work and there's definitely friendships yeah. that fall in and out, but it, it's it's a place to start yeah. when you're when you're looking to start. Yeah, and I think you just have to be open to the fact that like, as I said, you won't be for everyone and everyone won't be for yeah. you and it doesn't mean you can't try mm. and kind of like filter through until you find I guess your people right yeah it's so true yeah especially even with training and stuff as well I mm. feel like doing sessions with the girls like you get to talk during yeah. the sessions and like train as well yeah. so you leave feeling good like yeah, yeah. have a coffee after yeah. it's just fun it's, yeah it's more fun how do you deal with toxic friends who are rude and irrational? If they have been a really good friend for a long time and they are acting like this kind of on a regular basis of late, I would probably have a conversation yeah. and be like, hey, like I'm noticing these things. Yeah. Is it something I've done? Um, are you going through something that maybe I don't know about? Yeah, that's true. And then I would kind of try and have that open conversation yeah, I definitely think feel like if there's been a change in someone, then definitely dig a little deeper. Um, but I guess, yeah, if I just didn't align with that person yeah. and how they – I would definitely have the conversation. It's not always super pr- productive, but you could just say, hey, I don't really align with, like, how you're treating me or others or this or that. You know, is that something you'd like to look into, you know, improving? I kind of put the ball in their court yeah. and then kind of go from there. But yeah. That is a little difficult. How do I encourage my BFF to work out when they have no self-discipline? I think for this one, unfortunately, you can't – you can encourage someone, Mm. but I feel for someone to want to change, they have to want to. Mm. And I know you probably hear that a lot and it's cliche, but even for yourself, have you ever told yourself you're going to do something when deep down you know you're not doing it? There's just – if you don't have that desire and like this Toby and I sometimes have in our relationship have had discussions where he said I really don't like something that I'm doing okay it might be a pattern a behavior that I kind of continue to do and there's been times where you know in my mind I'm like yeah I I should improve that behavior I should get better but then I know there's been a part of me that hasn't prioritized it or maybe really wanted or cared enough to do it. And I didn't realize that until he would point it out like again. And then I'd be like, why aren't I stopping that? Like, why am I continuing to do that same behavior? And I'm like, I need to really want to change for myself. Yes, it may upset him or he might not like it, but changing just for him is not probably enough. You need to want to change 
in yourself enough to change a behavior yeah it's so true like someone else can be like oh like I don't you know you're doing xyz but until you are internally like you know what like I probably do need to alter that about myself yeah then it won't it's so true and I know that's a funny example but I'm just trying to like associate with you can be that friend that invites them to every class buys them a new set of shoes Mm. sends their motivational messages every day um, tries to include healthy habits in their lifestyle you can do all that as a friend which is so lovely and so kind but at the end of the day if they're not interested in changing their lifestyle they're not going to yeah and you know I'm I've been able to I guess understand parts of me that hasn't been open to change and that's where you really need to like choose to work on yourself and you need to want to so I do think that's a bit of a difficult one because I don't think there's one answer unfortunately like, no I no. yeah you can, you can try give little pushes but at the end of the day it's up to them mm. Best advice for sister bonding from a very young age. My girls are seven and eight and I've never had a sister. I think at that age, it's like a building block for values Mm -hmm. and teaching and showing those girls just how valuable and important it is to do to have a sister, I guess. Mm. And and they the like beauty in having a sister when I was eight and Rachel was five we definitely didn't understand but mum something mum did is with Liam as well is I constantly and I mean constantly reinforced just how the importance of family important family is and how lucky we were to have each other because my mum didn't have siblings she was always she always laughed because she was that little girl who would like you know when you're on a family holiday and there's like that lurker friend that lurker mum was the lurker to try to be friends with everyone and I'm like you are the cutest woman ever she would have been our friend but because she never had that tight-knit group right she made really tight-knit friends as she got older um but so for her it was like she was kind of like I guess people always say you either have you do the same or you kind of change the pattern and you know we should get mum on for another podcast soon but she changed the pattern and her mission in life Mm. was for us to be a close family the amount of time as Emma said and repetition and energy and just yeah when I was seven and you were 10 there was no thought process of me being like I love how yeah, close we are. Life. I didn't yeah, understand no. it. I can't even remember my life then, it's, to be it's honest. It's the lessons back then that yeah. have resulted in the product yes. now. Yeah. And and that's kind of, that's, I guess, children to adults in general. Like yeah. the things you teach kids and the things you show kids and how kids are raised is mm-hmm. kind of the, the product of that upbringing is in their adulthood. Agree. So I guess the product of our upbringing and yeah. how we were taught to be close and an example of this is like always including oh yeah um you know we would get in trouble if we ever didn't include each other in something if we ever everything was fair everything was fair no one got something that someone else didn't it was a big one no so one I never felt compared threatened. like yeah it I was never felt never threatened by Emma or Liam I felt like we, we were all loved yeah we were all loved I think that equality piece is really important because you look at you can look at families now and if one child was always praised over the others mm. or you know how some parents say like, oh, that's my favourite child or... Or like yeah. little Johnny's really like me and like little Jeffrey's like... Nothing like yeah, me, like you know. You, just small... It's Language is so important yeah. and especially with young ones, like how you communicate 
with them but also like to others when they're listening yes is so important and I think the biggest one for me is that our parents were just if Emma went to a disco in year eight Rachel went to a disco in year eight like like the rules did not change they were very very fair and yeah I I must say I really admire how mum and dad parented in that regard and hope to do the same and we're the same even with um Anna and Alina. Alina, like yeah. everything's fair. Everything's fair. There's no competition, no. and you know, of course, kids are competitive. But it, you know, it's just teaching them those lessons. It's like you don't always have to win. Mm. Like sometimes Alina can win, or mm. sometimes you know, and they don't really get it. But it's just the repetition of it for them that is. It's yeah. all inclusive. Everyone's loved. And how like when Alina came into the picture, how loving Anna was. She was so yes. excited. Oh it was excited. God. We were all excited. Like when things are positive, it's not. You know how some kids, when like their parents have another baby, it can look, it can be negative. Yeah. So how do you make a really healthy, exciting environment for them yeah. where they feel like, you know, we're always talking about how much she looks after Alina and she's oh, so responsible. Like Anna is legit Alina's favorite person. Oh my on the god, planet. it's not normal. <laughs> like, yesterday I was like, because we don't have Anna this week, and yesterday I was like, where's Anna? And she's like stomping around the house, like where. Where's Anna? And she's like sprinting to the door, like looking for her. Like oh, she so is her cute. idol. It is the they're the cutest duo. It's not even funny. So I mean, I think yeah. In like a nutshell, it's definitely yeah. not easy, and it's definitely not one thing changes the way your children are necessarily going to bond. But it's just like that constant, constant, constant reinforcement of values and aligning those values. All right. So this one, we only have sex once a year. Does it get better? That's a tough one. I think yeah. that it's hard without context, obviously. Yes. If you've been together for a while and you're only having sex once a year, mm. I believe intimacy is a really mm. important part of a relationship. I think intimacy is something that you continuously have to work at. Of course it is, like um, anything. Like anything, you know, in the beginning, it's exciting, it's yeah. this, it's that. It's like how you constantly trying to prioritize it, especially after mm. having a baby mm. or whatever else you have going on in your life. Something I've like always said is like, that type of intimacy mm. only you and your partner give to each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like it's your thing. Yes. Of, it yeah. is literally like I can receive love from you in different mm. ways. Mm. I can receive like words of affirmation from him. But mm. the only person on the planet who can give me that intimate love yeah. is Adam and vice versa. And I think it's so important to nurture that mm-hmm. and make that something that is so special and appreciated instead of it being like oh we haven't had sex or yeah we better, better have, have sex it. like it's a chore mm. like mm. no like it, it doesn't have to be so and it, like, but it yeah. also comes to effort and let's say this question is can it get better I think 100%, 100%. if you're going through a lull and you've gone through an experience like having a baby or a big life change like can it get better absolutely but it requires a lot of work and I do think that kind of that intimacy is the first thing to go in a relationship because people get comfortable Mm. we stop prioritizing you know the needs of our partner and I think that that's where it can get once you go down that slippery slope you know you'll keep going Mm. so I think it's so important to also make your partner feel desired but also if you think about it like whenever you're in a situation of stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, libido is the first thing to go. So then what you typically feel like Mm. that then is like lowered and it's kind of like this negative cycle. So it's also recognizing like, 
okay, I get it. I'm exhausted or I'm, I'm stressed at work, mm. but like not letting that infiltrate onto something mm. that like doesn't really deserve it. Like it. Yeah. And I also think like constantly talking about your sex life with your partner is yeah. important. When I say constantly, like not every day, but keeping the communication open and like making, letting them know that it's a priority to you. Their needs are, are a priority to you and that you, yeah. And allowing your partner yeah. to feel desired. Like yeah. how does, how nice does it feel? Yeah when you feel desired by your partner like I think men want that too like mm. men want to feel desired and feel like loved in that way mm. well, um, everyone does yeah right like yeah and everyone has different ways that they love and show love and I think knowing your partner's love language mm. or love languages mm. is super important because yeah I think for well I've always known for a lot of men like affection touch I think that's like a big one for them not everyone but I do think it it usually plays like an important role so yeah I think it can get better I think you need to work at it have some uncomfortable conversations um and I guess work on it together and if you do put all the effort into working on it and it doesn't get better then you probably need to have that conversation and understand is the relationship is it a friendship or yeah is it an intimate relationship yeah um because I think the two get a little mixed up it's very easy to date your friend oh it's so you know? well, if you yeah if you take like this sex the, out of it that mm. is essentially what it becomes it's just a really good friendship yeah which is fine if it's a friendship but if it's yeah. a relationship then like it probably needs that additional tender love and care 100 percent. how are we balancing our new love for running and weightlifting I love this one and I feel like we kind of touched on it mm. earlier um but then with this is also like running learnings The biggest learning for me with running is to pace yourself. Mm. I used to run like a bull at a gate. Honestly, I would be sprinting. And then after like 700 meters, I was like, there is no way. I was absolutely gassed. There was no way I could go any any further. So the biggest tip when I've started this journey is I've slowed right down. We are not in a rush. I set a distance I want to achieve. And I don't care if it takes me five times longer than it would take someone else I go at a pace that feels right for me mm. and it has allowed me to run so much further than I really ever have before so mm. for me that is, has been my biggest learning yeah. something I'm excited about with the weightlifting times running is that we actually have a new program coming mm. out from Annabelle and it's a hybrid program which means it includes how you can incorporate running and weightlifting into your lifestyle so Stay tuned for that if that is something you're interested it's in. Like, it just sounds so amazing, especially I get it. Like when I've done a few runs, mm. I'm normally like super fatigued a few days afterwards and navigating like how to, like what am I training yeah. next? And you don't want to burn yourself yeah. out. And so I think this will be incredible for that. And like, how to progress with your running and all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Still like, yeah, see changes and and the progress that you're looking for so Annabelle's program is actually currently live so if this is something you are interested in you should definitely give it a go if you're a move with us member if you're not definitely consider our platinum membership because you get access to absolutely everything so yeah I I can't wait to give it a go it's gonna be so good I'm yeah I'm definitely gonna dabble in the the weights and the running I mean we have been anyway but yeah it's just gonna help us structure it a little bit better yeah yeah so thank you guys so much. We hope you took some value out of this we really random got little chat. Chatting. We really did. We we had to actually pull it up. We didn't get through a few of the questions, but we'll definitely do one of these again. So thank you as always for listening in. We love you all and we'll see you next time. See you next time.
Thanks so much for joining us and we hope you loved today's episode. Make sure you follow our socials, chatwithus.podcast on Instagram and TikTok to stay up to date with all of our show info. Chat Chat soon. soon.